almost shit myself today. Ooh, I've already started <laughs> recording, so this is oh. excellent. <laughs> oh, I have it. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just been like, go on. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say more about it, I guess. Okay. What's up, everybody? It's Aaron And Nicole. This is Dude That's Fucked Up. Oh, boy. <laughs> Aaron just dropped a bomb. <laughs> oh, I... I, I was like, we're just, you know, shooting the shit. And I said, yeah. oh, I almost shit myself today. <laughs> As one does, you know. Which, it's not even a story if you almost shit yourself. You know what I mean? Like, then yeah. nothing happened. That's like. That's true. You know, it's like, there's a line and you definitely didn't cross it. I made it, you know. Yeah. I, so I it's made like, it. Yeah. It, it's like, it was oh well. harrowing during it was that harrowing. period, I bet. What happened? What are the deets? Were you out and about? I was out and about. Yeah, that's hard. And, well, I was, I was, I was at the like local, you know, like lunch eatery, outdoor area. I, yeah, like, just needed to get out of the house, you know. And me and Damien were there, and and then you know I was like, Ugh, I don't feel like very hungry. I don't know what am I doing? Why? I just like, I was, and it was, I was like hot and uncomfortable. And then I was like, uh oh, <gasps> something's happening. And I, I like grabbed all my stuff and like we left very quickly and the walk back is like several blocks and yeah. I was just like oh no <laughs> oh hurry up and it was like I was like a block away and I was like this is getting very very serious yeah and yeah I I had to <laughs> I drove the the uh stroller into the bathroom with me because I simply could not <laughs> yeah. wait no you know <laughs> And Damien's just like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> just like trying to watch you, like to yeah. get out of, yeah. Yeah. It was oh a, my God. a very near thing. So Wow. But you made yeah. it. Well, what do you think the issue was? You know, I'm not sure. I think I must have, I don't know. I was feeling kind of yucky like the night before. Like I woke up in the middle of the night and was like feeling kind of like blah. Yeah. So maybe I don't know who's to say. Maybe I ate something weird that just like didn't agree with my 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 tum. Yeah. Or like a little bug, a little germ. Yeah. A little. Maybe. Yeah. Because your kids yeah. are back in school now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Everybody, like, I mean, Damien is a first timer, so it's yeah. great. Yeah. I, I like took myself out to breakfast the other day. It was oh, so nice. Oh, so nice. Cannot even begin to tell you how cool it felt um, oh nice it was very much freedom but yeah I'm just I don't know just like trying to get back in the groove of like everything is is kind of tough and like Jack yeah. started kindergarten and it's like it's wild that's so, wild just trying to get all that sorted and I don't know maybe I'm like in in internally like nervous or something about mm. all that maybe it's like a stress reaction oh yeah there's a lot be. of change a lot of change, a lot of yeah. uh, transition, and so I'm like, yeah, not not having my regular routine, and so that that always messes me up. So for sure, yeah. Um, at least I wasn't like the person on uh, the that Delta flight that <gasps> <laughs> ruined everybody's oh like flight. <laughs> oh my god, um, DJ texted that to me and Aaron. Mm -hmm. And I immediately was like, no, no, no. And then Aaron, okay, if you don't know, someone was on a flight from Chicago to Spain, St. Louis I, to Spain. Yeah, no, I think it was Atlanta to Spain to like Madrid or something or Barcelona. Oh, oh okay. And they were, um, 
and like an hour into the flight. Yeah, an yeah. hour into the flight, hadn't even left the you know like North United American, States. Yeah, yeah, airspace. Yeah, they were they were like still in the in the middle of America basically, and yeah. they had to divert back to Atlanta because somebody had diarrhea all the way down the plane. <laughs> like full on pools of diarrhea they in the aisles. It. They didn't make it. They I think they survived like they're alive. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean barely. I mean, they're in they, hiding. I like literally I would go off the grid. Yeah. I would I'd quit my job. I, I'd, I'd dye my hair. I'd assume I'm a new Sasquatch. identity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm Sasquatch now from moving forward. Mm. In this day and age, we don't even know who it is either. And I feel like how is there not video and stuff? Like how how have we not seen this incident? Unless it was like a red eye and people had already kind of like like dozed off or whatever but i just i mean they shit the carpet like <laughs> they they literally had so they landed back at in atlanta they ripped up the carpet they said it's, allegedly you said no they th- well i read more about it and oh, like well. the passengers so they let they had all the passengers get off so that nobody like got sick yeah and they did a full like deep cleaning of the of the plane and recarpeted it within five hours. Wow. Yeah. So by the time they took it from the time they took off initially to rerouting and coming back, it was an eight hour delay. Oh, so actually, you know, not bad, not bad. Like, I mean, not good, but like, and, and so all the passengers that were on the, on the flight, like got back on and they were like, honestly, it, was cleaner than it was when we took off i bet you know did diarrhea get back on the plane i don't think so i i, I think they had can. to go to a hospital oh yeah yeah that makes yeah sense. they're That's they're a like lot of diarrhea no they're like you got to go to the hospital like we okay can't let you back on okay well um in 2016 when this happened to pete and i on an internet international flight they left the diarrhea in the aisle and put a fucking blanket <laughs> over it and every time they rolled the fucking cart it kept catching on the diarrhea blanket, and I was so upset. I just what remember- what what airline was it? Uh, probably United. It may have been you. It was United or American. Yeah. Oh no, it might have been British Airways. Oh. I can't remember. I'll They're have like, to look it keep up. a stiff upper lip. <laughs> like, tally ho, nothing to see here. <laughs> Tis not but a shit. Keep calm and diarrhea. (laughs) They fucking threw a blanket on it and then it kept getting caught. And then I just remember at some point they're like, oh, I woke up, you know. Well, first I woke up to the violent smell of diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) That that was the first wake up. Then, you know, it was like a whole hubbub. I was like, what's going on? They're like, diarrhea. We need blankets. (laughs) You're like, no, we don't need blankets. We need to land. I'm like, they're like, we're over the Atlantic Ocean, ma'am. We can't do that. Oh, we were like mid-flight. They're like getting blankets. The poor, I I feel like people were wearing gloves, of course. Someone was trapped. Not trapped. Quarantined in the bathroom. Then at some point they moved him into the other one and they like cordoned off the one he had been in. Like you can't use it. 
And he remained in the bathroom until we landed, I'm pretty sure. And then I just remember like. They're like, hang on. You don't even get a seatbelt. You got to stay in there. and Like we're landing. You got to like They're like, just, you know how it says not to flush while you're seated? (laughs) Flush. While you're it'll, seated, just it'll this suck, once. It'll suck, keep your the suction on your butthole <laughs> yeah, and, it's and keep you secure. to the seat. <laughs> Dude. And then, oh, fucking, Lord. then I wake up to, like, a diarrhea breakfast smell. <laughs> and they're fucking, they're rolling the cart over the blanket. It's getting caught. They were so, the, the like, flight like, attendants were so upset. Tea, tea and crumpets and shit. <laughs> so bad oh my god christ it was awful so i was thinking of that and just like really um what my heart was with all those people especially the diarrhea person that's that's rough it's so rough i can't i'm embarrassed if i have diarrhea in my home sometimes i I was mean today i was like oh no (laughs) this is this is upsetting for so many reasons but like truly i i mean as i talk about it on a platform (laughs) to who knows how many people um (laughs) it's just ridiculous but no i just i man i don't know i I, at least it happened only an hour into the flight you know at least you weren't they weren't over the atlantic like you guys were because it would have been a blanket situation then everybody would have been just discussed like oh and we did, Pete and I did get sick like a yeah. few days later. So I'm sure uh, other people did too. We wrote the airline. They never responded. <laughs> We're like, we got sick from this diarrhea person. They kept uh, you on unread, baby. Yeah, they did. <laughs> rude. So rude. Oh, my God. Well, oh, my God. Well, that was, why did we, why were we talking about that? Oh, just because it's re- relevant. Yeah, because I almost shit myself today. So. Yeah. And also, you know, it's such a good story. All that is to say, like, it happens to the best of us. And, you know, like, we're human beings. Don't feel bad. I'm not embarrassed. I mean, I should be, but I'm not. (laughs) Well, you made it. That's the thing. It's like this. It's almost not in like this is not. It's a non-story. Yeah. Not newsworthy. Yeah. yeah. But you I just, you know, I was just like, oh, my God, guess what? Today. And you're like, we're recording. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Oh, my God. This reminds me, too. I sent you an Instagram, like a video on Instagram today. Mm, That little boy. Yeah. And he talked. He's like at the dinner table. He's like, I just sharted. His parents are like, what do you even know what that is? He's like, yes. When you think it's a rooter tutor. A rooter tutor. Yeah. But a rooter toot. Yeah. But a splat comes out or whatever. It was so funny. He knew exactly what a Yeah. He knew exactly what a shart was. Um he he was in the know. Yeah. I you know what? Like I have to deal with like boys pissing and pooping all day long, so I might as well get in on it, you know? Yeah. Of course. (laughs) No, I agree. Oh man. Anyway, we're not this episode today is not about shit. No. Shockingly. Yeah. Um, it's not about shit. It is, I mean, it's about shit, but, like, not in the physical, like, not in the, like, poopy way. It's just about, like, dumb shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. It's bu- bullshit? Bullshit. Yeah, that's good. It's about bullshit. Before, mm-hmm. and not, um, what was that bull's name? Howdy duties. Not howdy duties. Yeah. No, no, not howdy duties. Just regular no. old bullshit. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, do we have any business today? I don't think so. I would just say go to our website, uh, dtfupodcast.com. Yeah. Check it out. We have merch. 
um, like the coolest merch. It's getting close to fall. You're going to want a sweatshirt. Yes. Get a, new, get a new one with our logo on it. It's so sick. I'm, yeah. I love it. Um, our hats are cool. We got good mm-hmm. colors. So yep. check it out. Yeah, we got lots of stuff. Lots of fun stuff. Check that out. Also, go to our website and tell us if you're looking for any specific merch. Is there something you want to see mm-hmm. that we do not offer? Yeah. We can then we tell can, us. We can get it sorted. Yeah. Um, we would love to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, and we also have a Patreon, if you didn't know. Um, that's mm-hmm. what sustained us over our little uh, August break. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we had some good content up while we were off it was almost like we weren't off yeah yeah because we were like still in the cycle of like yeah doing stuff it, it was and, good and, no it's good and we're still having like conversations with all the patrons and stuff mm-hmm. like we're still totally. doing the thing you know what i mean and then it was like oh yeah like we have a new episode now and then people were talking about it i'm like oh yeah like we weren't talking about this stuff for a while yeah. i yeah. forgot because yep. we're just talking about lots of things in there. And I feel like we haven't talked about our topic tonight in there yet. But it is something I feel like had we not like kind of grabbed onto this for an uh, episode topic yeah. like immediately. Because this is like inspired by a TikTok. Um, we would have shared it in there and had a conversation about it. So I feel like people are going to have a lot to say. Totally. And we've talked about this like we've, we've like, you know, it's such a cultural thing. That yeah. It, we've like talked about it before um we're talking today about uh the origin of love languages yeah the idea of the five love languages yes mm-hmm. and the person behind it and there is a reason it's fucked up which yeah. we will talk about in this episode today so um i i don't know if you know you know your love language but i'm i mean it, as in like the the collective you um, oh yeah, I I yeah I had to look mine up though. Like I I re- I redid mine because I wasn't sure because it. This is the thing about it is that you evolve and you change as a person all the time. Yes. Yes. Ch- change is neutral. Okay. Uh, and so it's good to do to check and see like what's yeah. what's different about me, and this yeah. is like a good way to do it. And so. I did I did it I did the test again the five love, love languages test um mm-hmm. I and there so the five the five areas the five ways that you uh feel the most love are mm-hmm. words of affirmation quality time acts of service physical touch and receiving gifts yeah um and of that of those five you you take this quiz and it'll tell you like what your primary like love languages and then your how everything else like kind of breaks down for you yeah uh I now am words of affirmation by 37 mm. percent words of affirmation quality time and acts of service are 20 percent they're equally both 20 percent physical touch 13 percent and receiving gifts 10 percent wow yeah. what were th- was it different before I think um Quality time used to be my oh. number one, um, and then acts of service, and then words of affirmation. I don't know Interesting. why uh, words of affirmation like bumped up all of a sudden. Maybe it's because like now with like 
I don't know, like having kids, it's like I feel like I'm pouring myself into them a lot and I'm very conscientious of how I talk to them mm-hmm. and I would like to receive some yeah. <laughs> too, you know? Oh my God, that makes a lot of sense with yeah. how I net it out because I'm, um, my first one was acts of service. That's 27%. Then I'm equal parts, words of affirmation, quality time, and gifts. Those are all mm. 23%. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, which is also very close to 27%. And then I'm 3% physical touch. (laughs) I don't really care. Because you know what? It's not what I need right now. Mm. I'm affectionate. Pete and I hold hands and hug and kiss and stuff. Like, we are always, like, having those little things. So it's not something where I feel deprived, I guess, or, or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And so acts of service for me, I think because... I'm doing a lot of the caretaking in our home mm-hmm. and like I and that's just kind of like what we've established for right now. And 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 I mean, like a lot of cooking and like grocery shopping and doing those sorts of things. Yeah, Um. I and I do that in a way where I feel like I make it important and it feels like that's how I'm showing love. So mm-hmm. that's something I need back because mm-hmm. I feel like it feels one way right now. And uh-huh. we've Pete and I have talked about this. And uh, and so that's where like, yeah, you feel like you're putting in so much in this one area or this one way. And when you don't feel that back for whatever reason, it's like it throws things off. It's reciprocity. Yeah. Yeah. You and know? it's how you're I mean, it's how you're currently showing love. You are mm-hmm. nurturing your children and it, and mm-hmm. you're doing that in multitude of ways. But a lot of it is talking and showing them how to communicate and mm-hmm. showing them that and, and telling them, you know, how you feel and all these things, because you're trying to have them mirror that back to you. But mm-hmm. they're just not there yet. They're little kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So I could it's like you're it's like, oh, you're focused on that. So then it's like, yeah, I want I want that, too. You or know? when and when they do it, oh, like it's so special. It, it's so special. It like yeah. hits me like now. Like Damien is like he's able to say like I love you, mommy. I love you, daddy. And oh. when he says it, it's like oh. Or like oh. Jack, he he'll be like, mommy, you're the best, mommy. Like, like out of nowhere, you know, oh. just because. And it's just like oh, like he's you know like so. I want to hear that more from DJ. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I know. It, it's like it, it hits and it's like all of my like my dopamine is like, you know, releasing. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. But yeah, so if you've never taken the love the love language test, it's it's very it's very fun and it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I personally love uh this kind of shit like a personality test uh combat compatibility test a star chart all that bullshit and love languages no exception oh my god i before we move on i have to tell you i came across someone who crossed the love languages test with myers-briggs oh my god they were like okay this is like how this crosses and they were looking at the last two letters of all the personality types and mm-hmm. they were like this this is most likely their love language and stuff it was fascinating you would have loved it i mean Ooh, it's I... just someone's like essay or whatever but it was yeah cool. yeah i love yeah. that yeah it's all it's all like the multitude the multitudinous of human beings cannot be summed up or defined by just 
you know, personality tests and this kind of right. you know stuff, which is we want to we want to simplify things like that's such a I think we, we want to name things and we want to simplify things so that we can understand them and communicate better with each other. And I yeah. do believe that like love languages is like as a concept is helpful for a lot of people uh, it's to a help starting communicate. Point. Yeah, sure. It's a starting point. And I think that's what a lot of this stuff is. I mean, even like star charts or whatever Mm -hmm. compatibility tests, all that stuff. It's like it's it's kind of like how I like to think about tarot cards. It's like this is an opportunity for me to look at to to look inward and be like, oh, why am I like this? Or how can I adapt better in situations where this doesn't serve me or whatever? You know, it's like an opportunity for you to think about your style of personality and how you interact in the world. And that's good. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. yeah or so what you need, your needs. Your needs, yeah. yeah. And it's and it's good to like have that kind of like inward looking. I think a lot of people don't take time to reflect on these things. No. Yeah. And so when you finally do, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, not shocking, but it's like, it kind of like throws you through a loop and you're like, oh my God, that is like, that's true. Like I didn't realize this about myself. So it's nice to get introspective and to find these things out about yourself. Um, uh, However, with love languages specifically, did you know that love languages, the five love languages is a concept marketed by a homophobic Christian fundamentalist man? Oop. You do now. <laughs> you do now. So yeah, this guy that thought up the five lo- love languages. I like. I had no idea where no. the five love like languages came from. I thought it was like part of like some, you know, maybe like a, a oversimplification in some, you know, that came from like studied real, yeah real psychology yes. like real therapeutic like based same data i no, really bitch, did this think is that. the secret dude <laughs> this is it's the like, secret part two love boogaloo or whatever yeah like. truly 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 <laughs> this came out of a white dude pastor man's brain in the mm. 90s um yeah. So about three decades ago, this man named Gary Chapman, a 50-year-old Southern Baptist pastor with a doctorate in adult education, Mm. like that's literally like people who are like doing continuation school to learn how to figure out finances and stuff. Yeah. Um, And from like seminary school, right? Yeah. Was it like not even like a secular school? I don't think. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. he introduced this concept to the world. He was like, he's like, I'm writing a book and it's going to be about this. And it's the book he wrote is the five love languages, the secret to love that lasts. And I just, it was marketed and geared towards Christian couples. Yeah. Heterosexual. Heterosexual cis couples, specifically Christian couples. Um, like you would find it like at the grocery store next to like the, you know, the like your little like Bible, like scripture, like study guides or whatever. Yeah. It like it's like the TV guide, but it's like the scripture study guide. <laughs> yeah, truly. Like yeah, this, yeah, it, yeah. it would be next to that. So yeah. 
Um, I feel like at first, like, it didn't get a lot of attention, um, but it eventually caught on, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so his his whole thing is, like, people have different ways of expressing love and understanding love, love yeah. that the way that it's, like, how it feels to them. And so this man, uh, Dr. Chapman, I feel weird even calling him Dr. Chapman. I'm just going to call him Gary. Um, <laughs> Uh, Gary explained that in order to make your partner feel loved, you simply need to speak that person's love language. So specifically, like I'd said before, like words of affirmation, which are verbal compliments, quality time, doing something together and being focused on just spending time together in the moment, uh, Mm -hmm. receiving gifts, anything from a spontaneous bouquet of flowers or like jewelry or just like little trinkets, whatever. Candy. Like something... Pete brought me C's candy the other day. I love that. Just on a whim. Oh. Just was like, I, I wanted to do something nice for you. And he brought me little pumpkin spice um, candies. Oh. Isn't that so nice? I know. See, that is sweet. And he knows that your love sweet. language. And yeah, like, that's one of them. I just think one that's... of the four that are pretty <laughs> high indexing. Yeah. I just think it's just a nice gesture. Anyway. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Um, acts of service, which is helping yeah. your partner with chores or cooking a meal. Uh, and physical touch, which hold is like holding hands, kissing, yeah, sex, and whatever else, everything, everything in between. Oh, so, yeah, Gary argues that while each of these languages is enjoyed to some degree by all people, a person will usually speak one primary language. Speak as in, you know, yeah, that's how they communicate their love and how they feel love from their partner. Um, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, so he argues that all five are important, but that they can be individually ranked uh, like we just shared our rankings of what our five, like how it breaks down for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a love language profile, like questions to that you could do online um, and figure that out. So he formed the basis of love languages on counseling sessions he had with couples at his church. So he's this pastor working at this church and he kind of was just, that was like part of his job is just talking to the people in his church and making sure everybody, his congregation's okay. But the first thing you got to know about this guy is that he does not have a degree in psychology nor is he a licensed therapist of any kind. So, yeah. Isn't that true of most, like, religious, uh, I don't know what you would call it, leaders, I guess, like pastors and priests and stuff? Like, they don't, they're not, they do marriage counseling. Like, that's part of their, like, yeah, business, I guess. But they're not licensed in it. And, in and some when, cases, they're not married either, so it's kind of weird that they would be even giving advice to people. Yeah, you know, and it's all based on scripture, right? You know? Right. So yeah, this is all just very like mm, what? Yeah. Um. So yeah, this agree again. Like as I said before, his degree in adult education is where he honed his skills. Um like interacting with like his class his classes that he would teach and then doing the the work of the pastor at his church this is like it was all very anecdotal 
it was all very like, you know, him just being a dude talking to his people. And that that is how he figured this out, which is important and good in a lot of ways. It's accessible and it's like, you know, the way it's broken down is very makes sense. It really does. Um, But yeah, yeah. Still, I don't know. Um, And in his his own words, he said, quote, I really got pushed into counseling. It was not even in my job description when I became a pastor. (laughs) It's giving chiropractor. Oh, it's (laughs) sorry. That's why I'm calling him Gary. Okay, yeah, very. It's very we would rather die than ask a woman what they want and need from their partners. Yeah, because really, isn't that what this is? It's like, how else does your pastor become your marriage counselor unless you're like complaining to them about your wife being unhappy or whatever? Or the wife's like, I don't know. I'm just like really depressed. And it's like, oh, why? It's like, well, I'm alone all day. And then I have expected to do all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And right, I I just take care of the kids all day, and then I have to take care of my husband when he comes home, and then I um on weekends he doesn't want to hang out with us, and like whatever, you know, it's like uh, miserable, and so yeah, it makes sense. Okay, I wanna um I wanna add to this too. There's a New York Times article uh from I think a couple years ago, and it's just about the the foundation of this and kind of the origin of this idea but in like so he was Gary was like um speaking with these couples and advising them as a pastor in their church but also at the same time he was a married man and he was starting to have some trouble in paradise and so he was kind of like mapping and seeing themes, you know, of like what's mm-hmm. going on. And so this is pulled directly from this New York New York Times articles and I'll link it in the notes. Um, OK, it says, as he was helping couples in his professional life, his own marriage was difficult. Dr. Chapman said he and Miss Chapman would get into heated arguments over small things. Miss Chapman, for example, never closed drawers and cabinet doors, which bugged him. And Miss Chapman expected him to do his fair share of chores around the house which Dr. Chapman did not do. And then the next part is, we knew nothing about resolving conflict, he said. Or he added. Then he goes on. I would tell her how nice she looked, how much I appreciated everything she did, and I would tell her over and over, I love you, I love you, I love you, he said. But one night she said to me, you keep saying I love you, but if you love me, why don't you help me? If this isn't everything that's wrong with like the institution of marriage and just like, how things have gotten to where they are today, I I just don't know what is like. It it's so it's like so much to unpack. Like where he just is annoyed that she leaves the drawer open, running around the kitchen trying to like fucking get shit done in a timely fashion. Like a drawer's open, okay, that's not a big complaint. And on the other hand, she's like, I need help. That's yeah. my complaint. And he's like, I tell you, I love you. Yeah. I what? think I think like the five lung- love languages is like a bit lazy and it is a yeah. bit. Um, 
I mean, it's helpful. It is very helpful. Don't get me wrong. It is like yeah. such a, like you were saying, a good jumping off point. But it also is like a way for people to kind of skip over like the root of whatever, yes. you know, yes. the root, the root of any like conflict or whatever. And it's just like, well, you leave doors and stuff and drawers and cabinet doors open. And she's like, like literally what like yeah this is like what are like and it, it's obviously like he's like just saying whatever he can right and and she's like I'm ready to file for fucking divorce because mm-hmm. you and I don't know how to talk to you because you're just like but I love you so much and like yeah. gaslighting her into thinking like I don't know I, I'm just assuming but you know what I mean so. no that's what it reads as though and it's mm-hmm. like you said it was lazy which I agree it's also like condescending but I think it's for men. Mm-hmm. I it think, is for men. Yeah. Like, I think, I mean, the guise of this is that it's, um, the guise of this is that it's for couples. And this is a good way for couples to, like, figure out what their languages are. But honestly, this is just, like, for men to figure out how to be, how to start being a good partner. Like, you can't just... Be like, I love you and that's enough. Like, you have to show them you love them. You have to do things that are thoughtful, which is gifts. Like, these are all different things to me. Yeah, they're all different things, but they're, like, they're very much, the root of everything is love and respect. And respect for your partner, like, is all-encompassing. And, like, if you don't have any kind of emotional intelligence, then you won't know how to... And I think that, and it's fair and it's good because it is like that thing of like, what you don't know, what you don't know. Yeah. If you've never been raised to like express emotions, if you know, you were raised in a very toxic household or just a play in a a household where like any kind of affection was like not given or whatever. And So being able to like access these ideas in just this very simple way is very helpful, I think, for yeah. married married people. But it's just a stepping stone. It is not based in any kind of, you know, clinical. No. Yeah. You know, anything. So it's just, anecdotal. It's anecdotal. This is all based on anecdotal. This man wrote a whole ass book based on anecdotal information and we will see how that's very problematic it's a fucking more boring cosmopolitan quiz do you know what i mean (laughs) it's like but there's a whole ass book for it yeah yeah so he like okay he writes this book he publishes it in 1992 and he was he was first using like a christian publishing house or Mm -hmm. like an a christian imprint um Mm -hmm. or religious imprint of a regular publishing house and he dedicated this book to like the couples in his church that he's helped and it sold like 8400 copies not I don't think that's great, but also, like, maybe for that kind of book at that time, you know? Like, mm-hmm. maybe it was okay. Because also, you know... It was, like, a, it was like niche, you know? It was niche, for, yeah. 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 And, like, religious books don't really get a lot of um, attention, I feel like, because mm-hmm. they already got one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then... And that's, oh, what, and that's what your pastor is supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's... Uh, uh, like, I feel like, should we have more books? Isn't the one really important? Yeah. Um, maybe we should focus there. Um, but over the years, it keeps gaining momentum 
And I do think it is because it's like a quick, like you were saying, it's like, oh, this is like an easy concept for me to understand and it's a good jumping off point and I can have a conversation. I can use this as a way to figure out what my quote unquote love language is and we could have a start to have a conversation about how we better communicate with each other. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it picks up momentum. It's It starts to sell a lot of copies. I think by now they've sold like 20 million copies um, and that's like, you know, in digital, print, whatever. Um, and I think in the early to mid 2000s, they moved from a secular, they moved from the religious imprint to like a secular publishing house and they, um, they started other iterations of Mm -hmm. the book because they were like, this works. How, how do we like repackage it for people for marketing you know like Mm -hmm. it's the same content but we want to make it appeal to like other groups of people to see if they're into it so then they came out with five love languages for men Mm because you know if you say it's for men they're they're more apt to do it like it's like fucking Mm -hmm. lotion for men it's like they won't use regular vitamins yeah vitamins (laughs) yeah it's like god forbid they use a regular oh no ladies lotion what if this is a mistake? It's like put for men on it and make it smell like pine. Yeah. If I put this lotion, if, if I push, put this lubriderm on me, am I going to be like yeah. less of a man? Right. No, I must buy. Yeah. This axe lotion for men or whatever. This dirt scented lotion. <laughs> yeah. Nivea, Nivea for men or whatever. It's like the same fucking lotion. Now, here. now with sandpaper. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Now with talc for your balls or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So five love languages for men. They have the five love languages for children, for the workplace, for the military. But I don't I- want anybody having <laughs> a love language in a workplace. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off. Maybe it's just five languages in that case. But yeah, that's yeah. Uh, uh, hopefully they're not. That is creepy. Yeah. Um, no it- physical touch, please. Yeah. No <laughs> physical touch. Ew, but it's like. Pounded out secret handshakes, yeah. a sweaty handshake with your weird boss or whatever. Yeah, um, gross. Yeah, but they don't. I'm pretty sure. I don't. This is like as of a couple of years ago, but I'm pretty sure they still don't have a um, love languages for women, like or like languages for women. And there's n- of course nothing for there's nothing for the gals and there's nothing for the gays. No. And that's on purpose. And the gays. Yeah. Mm -mm. Because this man is, like we said, a fundamentalist Christian, and he's got some strong feelings. So he comes from this pastoral background, and he has obviously these deep-rooted beliefs. And, like, I think... The book itself, I I read this um, article on Scary Mommy. You know that website, mm-hmm. Scary Mommy? Yeah. Um, this writer, Kristen May, wrote, uh, wrote a, an article on the book. And, like, they talk about how they've read it. And they're in, like, a same-sex couple. And they're, like, she, she was like, oh, you know, the book, when I read it, initially, yeah, it was good. And I, like, understood, like, how it would help me communicate and then but she's like but that's before i knew like this dude's backstory yeah and so she dug up some dirt on this man the first of which is a question from 2013 
on his website because you know when you have a hit book like this you have to turn it into a brand yeah and people would would you know like send him questions like oh, dr yeah. ruth you know he's got like, a podcast he's, he's a like podcast. doing yeah. all the things literally everything is trademarked all the love languages have a tm after them mm. acts of service is a trademark that's wild but look you got to turn it into a brand. Keep marketing. That's why Capitalism, you can sell your baby. Yep, exactly. That's why you can sell your military love language <laughs> book. Okay. So there was a question uh, and basically a woman wrote in and was like, oh, my son recently told us that he's gay. I'm having a hard time dealing with it. How can I help him with this and still show love? Which is like a very oh, a vulnerable and open question and sounds like it's coming like from a person who wants to still like love their child and all that this man shut it down like content warning he yeah he was rude like he was trying to be nice but it's fucking rude okay this is his response to that question disappointment is a common emotion when a parent hears one of their children indicate that he she is gay men and women are made for each other it is God's design. Anything other than that is outside of the primary design of God. Now, I'm not going to try to explain all the ins and outs of homosexuality, but what I, he could never. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. This man. Uh, He's like on par with Mike Pence, in my opinion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, also, is now I'm not going to try and explain all the ins and outs of homosexuality. Sounds like, um. well, I know the answer. Do you? Yeah, what is yeah, it? yeah. You say it first, and then it's, it's like, so condescending. Yeah. It's so condescending, and also you don't know anything, sir. Yeah. Okay, so he goes on to say, but what I will say is this: we love our children no matter what. Express your disappointment and or your lack of understanding, but make it clear that you love them and you will continue to love them no matter what. I would also encourage you to ask your child to do some serious reading and or talk to a counselor to try to understand him slash herself better while continuing to affirm your love. It's such bad advice. It's a it's a fucking stink mm. bomb of advice. Your disappointment. Express yeah. your disappointment. Excuse me. And then also like, you know, this man. I, I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm assuming conversion therapy. This has conversion mm -hmm. therapy fucking stink all over it. Yeah. Ask your child to do some serious reading and or talk to a counselor to try to understand yeah themselves uh that is like that's go talk to someone so they can convert you and a I, counselor I, it's like probably a church counselor because mm -hmm. these are all like church people you know what i mean yeah he's he's not talking about like therapy no. in a in a clinical setting he's yeah. talking about like go to your religious like head of your church yeah to talk to the to have them have a, a scolding in Ew. in in person yeah, um, this is so fucked. Um, it really fucking sucks. And it's just like, uh, of course there's people in the world who, you know, who are very religious. Like, like it doesn't excuse them for, for like, it. he's giving this person a pass to, like, only tolerate their child, basically. Yeah not not to wholeheartedly accept them and unconditionally love them like it and yes and there's an opportunity to be like 
so what they're gay like there's your child like like it's the same as them being straight like what is right what's the like that's on you mom to figure out what it is in your life that makes you have such a hard time accepting this totally their your child has come to you they're safe they're their caretaker their person and the amount of courage it takes for a kid to do that especially in a religious household is intense uh so don't make it harder on them like bitch like (laughs) oh dude I know and that's like that's a good point that this writer brought up too like that was kind of the whole like summary of this article and this man's approach to like homosexuality and and the advice he gives to parents and that is like you can't you can't it's like the hate the love the sinner hate the sin or whatever yeah that's not possible you cannot you cannot say you love someone unconditionally but you hate their identity or you disagree with their identity that's who they are at the crux this is something that um, Gary said. Okay. It's like on his website. It's on yeah. his website. Yeah. I'm just going to read a little part of one of the excerpts she pulled. We simply don't know why some people have quote unquote same sex attraction. So what's a Christian parent to do? The example of Jesus would lead us to spend time with them, communicate with them and demonstrate love for them, even though we do not approve of their lifestyle, which is saying the same thing as we were just saying, you know, it's like um, love the sinner, hate the sin type thing. And again, Kristen points out, like, how do you like when you use the language specifically of demonstrating love? That is not loving. No, it is demonstrating mimicking is is mimicking. It is like it is like seeing what you're supposed to do and going through motions and not full wholeheartedly loving your child. Totally. So like I just loved and was so this was a I'll put this in the notes to this article, but it was such a good like call out of Mm -hmm. that. And and. And the kind of like fake bullshit that you see a lot in religious communities when someone's quote unquote other or, you know, like it's like. And this is this is all the slippery slope. You know, it's just like it's 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 allowing the the by saying this or giving this as like, quote unquote, advice to people who are in these like who are in these religious communities, like to say, like, it's unacceptable, but they are your child. So do x y and z but still put that wall up of of being you know of rejecting their and so if you cannot accept the whole person and everything about them then what is then you're not actually accepting them and it's it's just just for you it's like letting the person off the hook it's like Mm -hmm. if you want to feel good Mm mm-hmm uh, make sure you uh, what was the word they use? Uh, make sure. Oh, make sure that you let them know you're disappointed. Express yeah. your disappointment. Why? Why? It has not fucking nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's so like this type of stuff is just so fucking toxic. It's and it's just like insidious, you know, it's it just, is it, it, it. It'll never amount to actual love and kindness no. yeah and you know and or respect of the person yeah that they're, they're they so much claim to love unconditionally so yeah 
Shit pisses me off. Sorry. I know. Hopefully the woman who wrote with the question didn't listen to this advice and has I know. gone listen to their child. Yeah. Has listened to their yeah. child and just gone the route of accepting and f- fucking off with religion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Or whatever their religious uh, mentors are telling them. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. There's other criticism too, um, which comes from people who actually know what they're talking about. So, like, when it comes to like psychology and stuff, so that's pretty interesting. But um, Dr. Julie Gottman, she is she has a doctorate of psychology. She has a master's in education. She has a bachelor's in psychology. Just to let you know where she's coming from, okay? Like this woman has the receipts. Mm-hmm. She's got the degrees to talk about this shit. OK. Mm-hmm. And her and her husband, um, he's also a doctor, Dr. John Gottman. They run the Gottman Institute in Seattle, and that's an organization dedicated to strengthening relationships through research based products and programs. This is like actual couples therapy, mm-hmm. family therapy, you know, like any mm-hmm. any sort of relationship counseling. This is mm-hmm. like the real deal. And she's been super vocal about her criticism of Chapman. Um, and she made sure to note in this uh, New York Times article through an interview that she did with them that his work is, quote, entirely based on anecdotal observations of the couples who turned him for help. And to date, scientific evidence to support his work remains sparse. Yeah. <laughs> what a nice way to be like, this man's full of shit. He basically just made all this stuff up and has no scientific evidence to prove that these are that these languages exist. I mean, yeah. Or or the way that he's talking about them is helpful. Like he has no evidence. No. And it's like, again, like I will say that in its simplest form, yes, it is like a fine thing to observe your own to be introspective observe your own thoughts and feelings and then to also be able to recognize those those feelings in your partner and how to communicate with them this is a great jumping off point but there is no like it's all anecdotal so like Mm -hmm. all the examples that he has been pulling from it's all flawed because you know it's just like I don't know it's and it's all just like packaged in these like little boxes that are just so like broad I guess I don't know it's so like uh, I saw some TikToks about this and um and you can see where like something like this book would be harmful to couples and would be harmful to women in hetero marriages that are um, looking for some kind of autonomy and not finding it. I, I don't know what I'm exactly trying to say, but anyway, there are these TikToks that I watched today and I think the woman that I like shared with you initially is talking about it a little bit, or maybe I saw a different one she did, but these are like licensed um, mm-hmm. therapists and, or they say they are, um, but, but they talk, one was talking today about how the, the um, touch, like, mm-hmm. like physical touch, physical yeah. touch 
how it helps. It has been used to help in marriage counseling, like coercion mm. in the bedroom, like mm. to have sex with your partner mm-hmm. um, in a bad way, like mm-hmm. where women if their husband like well that's your husband's love language like there there are real therapists that are now getting couples who are in counseling who have gone to previous religious leaders or whatever and tried to get counseling and then come show up in their office and they're just a secular regular you know therapist and they're hearing these horror stories of women who were told to basically just suck it up and like your body is your husband's and mm-hmm. if physical touch is his love language, love language then you need to find a way to make that happen mm-hmm. and that is so gross and icky and also pervasive and also something we know already exists in our society like that's already like a common idea that people mm-hmm. hold and it's being promoted yeah in a space that's supposed to be quote unquote safe these places are never safe for women i'm sorry no fucking no <laughs> i feel like no churches are safe for women women and that's probably like way too broad of a a statement but it just is never built for them and it never was and women aren't in charge and like these places protect men at most costs, you know what I mean? Yep. Ugh, and it just makes me sick. And so that's another thing that I hate about this is that it's being yeah, weaponized. It's, it's being yeah, it's being weaponized for sure, and made makes is being used to make people feel like this is the way to get the this my partner to love me and yeah. respect me by by showing them this, you know, or like buying them gifts or doing whatever you know like yes it's just like it is so yeah it's just like too simple to be a actual real tool of you know making your life and your your relationship with your partner better it's a good jumping off place yeah to try to understand but like if you're in a relationship with somebody and they're your partner, like you should already know these things about them. You should already know what you should already be having conversations and like, and if you can't and you don't, that's a problem. You know, yeah. and that, that in and of itself is like, what's going on? I think most know? people don't. Yeah. Yeah. I truly think most people aren't talking about these things. Like, mm-hmm. And it's so hard, you know, like communicating and being vulnerable is hard, even with your partner, sometimes mostly Mm -hmm. with your partner, because like, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to hurt them or or you want you want you're in a comfortable place where it's like you don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. You don't want to ask for too much or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's hard. But I mean, I think, yeah, we keep kind of coming back to this idea that like you know, it's a good starting off point. And that's something that do you do you watch um couples therapy? Mm-mm. Oh Mm-mm. my God. I I think there's like two or three seasons. The way I binge that, like I can't just watch one. Mm. I have to watch them all like successive. Cause it's it's a, a reality show. Um mm-hmm. I think it's on Showtime. And this uh therapist, Dr. Orna 
uh, Goralnik, she it lives in New York City and she sees couples and like you get to see their therapy. Wow. And it is there's some like heavy shit going on in some of these couples. There's some like there's this one dude in the first season who's like a full narcissist. You're like, why is this woman married to him? Like, this is a horrible man. Oh, no. Like, bad. And you're just, and it's, but it's so good to watch. And like, some people have breakthroughs and it's incredible. And just like, it's so amazing. Um, anyway, watch the show. It's so good. But uh, Orna, she says that this, the five love languages is a MacGuffin, call back to last week, mm-hmm. which is like, I thought it was fun that she used that term. But it, it, again, it's like an impetus for co- conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the conversation you have too. like is about not only just what you think your preferred ways of like being loved are or like how you can see love. But mm. it also starts conversations ar- around like the reality and your perception, because mm-hmm. I think. Like Pete and I had a really good conversation about that where it's like sometimes I'm not perceiving what he's giving to me because I'm blocked off in that way or I don't see that as being a loving gesture gesture, but he's doing it with love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then it's like, you know, so really, I mean, you know, you you got to get there somewhere. You got to get there somehow, you know. Yeah, this is a it's certainly a vehicle and it's it's a bit, you know, it's like trying to skateboard down the freeway, though. You know, it's not it's not going <laughs> to yeah. it's not going to get you where you need to go in a in a an effective way. And it's potentially very dangerous. Yeah. If, if yeah. used incorrectly. So, yeah. Like in, in a coercive way, like you were saying. Oh, I hate that. I, you know, yeah, it's re- really sad. Like, just a way for like p- men to p- potentially control women. It's so mm-hmm. gross. Um. Okay. So where is um not a licensed therapist, Doctor Chapman? Now, that's his full professional name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I just hyphenated it all. Okay. I want to finish a little piece of this um New York Times article. It's the end, and because this is like. Uh, very interesting to me. Okay, so this is a quote from the article at the very end. It took just a couple of years for the Chapmans to figure out how to overcome their initial marriage troubles, Dr. Chapman said. Now, Miss Chapman, though, though still inclined to keep drawers open, is Dr. Chapman's unofficial editor. Does that mean she's not paid? Fucking bitch, what? <sighs> of course, it's like the trope of the the wife that does all the 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 work, secret work the secret work so that the that the you know the man can go and Ugh. go get the the plaudits for having this genius idea this genius product whatever oh so rude okay so dr Cha- um she's dr chapman's unofficial editor reading and cleaning up his manuscripts before he sends them to his publisher she also helps keep him grounded I tell people, don't tell him he's famous, she said. And Dr. Chapman has learned to do more around the house, including all the post-dinner cleanup, his wife said. He's very good at it, she added. I just walk out of the kitchen now. She probably had to say he's very good at it because his love language is um, words of affirmation. affirmation. (laughs) She's like, if I don't tell him, he won't keep doing it. No, but I just was like, ugh, like good for them. But also, I don't know. I just hated that unofficial editor 
bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking pay her, dude. Yeah. I hope, she's, I hope she has a good life, though. Yeah, you know? I'm, I hope so, too. And I hope she's in love and they get whatever, get along. Yeah. Um, I will say the love languages, this shit's stuck. Like, yeah, people use it like you said. And like, I agreed. We thought this shit was like real. Yeah. Like or like at least made by like some new agey, you know, hippie, not a super religious pastor. Yeah. Who hates gay people. You know, yeah. like, like or like a Brene Brown type, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, like like someone who is doing the research and who is very smart and like has figured out, oh, this is kind of how it is. This is how I see it, you know, but it's like, no, this is just some rando. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, ultimately, it does it's, make sense. Yeah. And it's it's funny now. It's like very much in our like in our meme culture now where yeah. it's like my love language is cheese or yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> my love language is a bath with ice cream or whatever yeah yeah exactly super yeah. specific my love language is pumpkin spice lattes yeah exactly like you know fucking um whatchamacallit is gonna have something written on you know, oh, oh, yeah, uh, Ray Dunn. Ray Dunn is yeah. gonna, gonna have some. I was just thinking, like, like, <laughs> I, like you know, this I, shit's gonna be at Home Goods. Oh my God, how did you know what I was thinking? Of? I know because I was thinking of that, and also Ray Dunn, and also Ray Dunn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but gonna, the second you're like, you know, it's gonna be like, oh, I was like Home Goods, TJ Maxx, TJ Maxx, yes, yeah. Marshalls, yeah, Marshalls. It's it's all over. My yeah. love language is cookies. Yeah. Or... <gasps> okay. <laughs> But then I love that shit because there's always people who really take it to the nth degree. And it's like mm. my love, lo- my love languages. And then it's like very specific and like metal. So it's like mm-hmm. my love, love language is getting fisted while eating Taco Bell or whatever. You know, it's <laughs> oh, like- <laughs> risky business. <laughs> I don't even know that you can eat while getting fisted. I couldn't. I couldn't. I I couldn't eat. Yeah, I could I, barely. I could probably. Uh, I I've never been fisted, but I could probably barely breathe if if you know, let yeah. alone eat a eat a gordita. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And there's no way you're getting fire sauce on that thing. No, too like <laughs> too much. <laughs> too much movement. Too much. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. Too much bracing. bracing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my yeah. hands are full. Oh god. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, I think um yeah, you know, ultimately if you're just using it, you know, people can use it. Just now you know where it comes from. And I feel like I still think it's helpful in kind yeah. of orienting myself to where I'm at, you know, because like we talked about up top because it's like I think depending on where my life is and what I'm yeah. doing, like it, it, the way I recognize love is different. Like I don't I don't know, like sometimes, you know, like when Pete brings me little gifts, even though that's not something I'm super focused on, it feels special because it's novel. Well, and you know, they're they're thinking they of, thought you of you too. I know. Yeah. yeah. As they're and like out sweet. and about and they're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to get this for yeah. Nicole because yeah. I love her. I have something for you just because I was thinking of you the other day. Oh, really? And I just got it for you. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
good. Yeah, it's I cute. don't know. I I haven't seen you in like a, the past week, so I haven't. I know. Haven't been able to give it to you, but yeah, that. Just, oh my god. Just, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, it feels like some some things we just don't see or hear or get as much, and so there's like a novel, uh, like it, I don't know, it just feels no- a novelty to it, and then so you like recognize it, but I, I do think it's still a a good place to recognize where you put your efforts and where you want other people to put mm-hmm. their efforts, but more it's like how like. Where does my partner need me to show up and how? Like, yeah, yeah. Right now in the and in this time. and and you should be doing all of these things, like all of all of the like different, like five yeah love languages, just because you like yeah. love and like your partner. Yeah, and I agree. You should be checking in on them and on yourself to see what you need too. So yeah, it's a great jumping off point, but not a this is not how you um, deepen and secure your relationship with your partner. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's like it's very just superficial. the first tiny step. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a good thing, but yeah, not the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, not great. <laughs> yeah. Just be nice to like, your partner yeah be kind be respectful I'm always communicate 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 yeah I'm you know my therapist last week was like hmm maybe you can try an experiment and the experiment is be nice repeat (laughs) (laughs) maybe that yeah yeah just like an experiment no it was like it was um not it was not to be disappointed mm. in things he does for me if they're not to my standards. Manage your expectations and you'll never be disappointed. I know, but when this bitch comes, when he's like, I'm like, can you go get me a lime um, liquid death? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll go get you a liquid death. And I'm like, okay. And he comes back and I'm, and it's a regular one. And I go, D- you didn't get me a lime? He's like, oh, did they have lime? I'm like, I asked for lime. I, mean, I don't know. You tell me. You were the one that went to the store. Did they not have it? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Bitch, exactly. <laughs> but then my therapist's like, well, I mean, you know, was it a big deal? And I'm like, well, I just don't understand not getting what I want. Like, if he asked me for that, I would get it for him. And if I went and they didn't have it, I'd come back and say, I'm sorry, they didn't have it, but I, I got you this. I think this was weird. Lo- I think the sixth love language is paying fucking attention. Like listening. listening, active listening. Yeah, listening. A- active listening. That's my number one. Auth- authentic listening. Authentically. Yeah, hearing up. me. Hearing yeah, yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Like if if we took a test and that was one of them, that's my number one. All the other ones are like one percent. I don't care about any of the other stuff. Straight to the top. That's yeah. right. Mm. But but also, I don't need to be such a goddamn bitch. You know what I mean. <laughs> I don't need to crush his soul if he yeah, didn't give me the right water. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> not that's that I true. not that I do. I didn't even think I did, but maybe he, to him you did. Uh, yeah. So hurt his heart. Yeah. Go apologize right now. I already have. I've been better. I've been okay. trying to be more uh like, oh, 
<laughs> what an interesting choice. <laughs> what an interesting choice of the thing <laughs> that I didn't, that I didn't want. want. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry all... Pete. You're an angel. You're an angel, Pete. We love you. No, you know. Yeah, I, I love him. He won't listen to this. You know, um, <laughs> you know, when I was telling my therapist, she's all, oh, maybe like I have an experiment for you. First, of course, I opened my notebook. She goes, oh, my God, I love I can hear your notebook pages opening. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, star student. <laughs> then and then I'm like writing and she's like, OK, so I want you to try this, this experiment. Like just maybe try to like, you know, not react as big with like disappointment and like just be more neutral. Mm-hmm. let it roll if if it's not something you know because then my first question was like what if it's an important thing and she's like well don't like sacrifice yourself in any way you know yeah you don't need to be a martyr yeah she's like yeah. I'm not saying like you know if it's important of course you should ask questions and push or whatever but like if it's a thing you can let go try letting that slide and just saying thank you and see if his behavior starts to change I was like mm-hmm. all right I'll do it. Mm. Whatever you say, Doc. Yeah. You're I the doctor. I don't know that I've done a good job so far, but I'm aware. You're aware. You're I'm working aware. on it. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm you can do. It. Yeah. Well. Isn't um, he lucky? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. All right. Oh, God. Okay. You guys follow us on social meds. It's at DTFU Podcast everywhere. Yeah. Um, And, like, you know. Be cool. Be cool, Do, yeah. Be cool. Be nice. Be nice. Be excellent to yourselves. And each other. Always. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know I'm skateboarding on a freeway. <laughs> 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 yeah, yep, yep. I know it's on your ear. Yep. Yeah. And that just popped in my head. I love All right. it. All right. Okay. Bye, you Bye. guys. <laughs> Bye.